Everyone and welcome to this free episode of It's the Free One Trash Future. It's I, I, me. I like that I've now Pavlovianly conditioned you to do uh-huh. it to yourself. Yeah, you're like yeah. flinching, well, yeah, visibly on yeah, the web. You are now salivating at the sound of the bell. It's no longer about me saying it or not. Uh-huh. It's like the very fact of that point in the episode induces an anxiety in you. Where you you've now started to say it due to fear that I might say it. Yes. and that really is my ultimate victory. You've let the terrorists win. Do you think every time Pavlov rang a bell, he thought about feeding dogs? Though, yeah, that is a yeah. good question. You, ne- you never want to risk an accidental reverse Pavloving. Mm. Uh, however, uh, I <laughs> before turning the Pavlov on himself, it would be the bell. I think <laughs> I want to introduce our our guest for this week. It is the very esteemed Maddie Lipchansky, returning champion, now enjoying premium champagne. Maddie, how's it going? I'm pretty good. I actually was thinking about this before I came on, in that I think in the ongoing it's the free one it's the bonus battle that you and milo have been undergoing for what seems like seven years now i'm yeah. i'm very i'm very anti-confrontation i think i have a solution which is a new reading of which i have a couple of okay. examples have you tried uh it's the free one <laughs> or it's the free it's one the free or one. it's the free this one is just <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think I think it's time that you try something else. You try yeah. something new. Yeah, I'd be happy to try something new. I was feeling very normal. And then I listened <laughs> to this fly podcast. So look, look. I think I think you got Lace it. One. This yeah. mess, I'm <laughs> We've got so much important yeah, so stuff to get through. The answer is do more Nazi bits at the start of every yeah. episode. We we uh, have so much important stuff to get through today. The first one is. I have to alert all of you to the existence of Maddie's book, Boys Weekend, and boysweekend.com, which I shall now just navigate over to right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you got this website for the book, which I, I read an advanced copy of. It's really good. You should, mm. you should buy the book. Not as good the as the website, uh, which yeah. is really a work of art. Maddie, I think, I think boysweekend.com is my favorite, <laughs> el- other than the book itself, is my favorite element of the Boys Weekend extended universe. I, w- I wish the boysweekend.com was mine. I was like, oh, I should get a URL for the website to like point people to for pre-orders, which if you'd like to pre-order the book, boysweekend.biz is where you got to get that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> What's on boysweekend.com, uh, Matt? So the boysweekend.biz. So boysweekend.com is a, is a literal thing I found that is just some boys posting about their weekend. Um, it's great. It's so fun. They a weekend went, that they, took they place went, in um, March 2000. Some of these boys may be dead. Well, many yeah, of well, them are there's, men. The, there's like a, a list of like previous week. It was like every year they have their weekend and they post the photos on boysweekend.com, which is incredible. And I want these boys to reach out to me if they're listening. Wait, hang on, has there been not. recent updates? Uh, their last one was in 2017. They haven't had a boys weekend since 2017. The, they, they, what they do have, though, is a guest book. And I think we would say we encourage all of you to respectfully. Yeah, don't harass these nice boys. No, nicely go and go and wish them, you know, a good boys' weekend. Check in. With yeah, them. I think say have a good boys' weekend. Yeah, cheers, something like that. You know, is is the boys' weekend ever coming back? You know, uh, hope so because it looks like it's a great says, time. Boysweekend.com, and then the subtitle is my favorite part of boysweekend.com because it says where the boys are. 
It's, it's boys true. Are. This is where the boys are. Where the boys are. Are you looking for boys? I've got <laughs> the website for you. Are we now doing like a Wayfair conspiracy theory? Like this is actually like a like a front website for some kind of boy selling. Oh no! Fuck. I I realize we're all getting also, killed when we by identifying boysweekend.com. We're all gonna get like highlighted. Yeah, that's right. I <laughs> I I also realized while I was doing this, I was like I. Upon the reading of the sentence, where's where the boys are, I realized to myself, I think I may have just sold the book on the strength of the word boy being very funny. Mm. I think it is. It's a great word. It's a great word. And where the boys are. My, my favorite part of boysweekend.com, as opposed to boys.com, uh, boysweekend.biz, <laughs> boys. which is. Yeah, boys.com. What does that even go to? Yep. Yeah, what does that go to? I'm what not going there. Jamie, pull that no, up no, on stay, screen We're right staying now. focused on boysweekend.com, because I have more okay, stuff to sorry, say about sorry, it. Sorry, boys. sorry, sorry. Boys.com is not secure, part. according to my web okay. browser. I'd just probably exit out of that oh, on the no, studio. I definitely please. don't click on that. My, 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 my favorite part of boysweekend.com, as opposed to boysweekend.biz, is the links section, because they have fun links for stuff that they think is useful online, including the website of the NOAA, the National Oceanographic and Aeronautic Administration, or whatever. Yeah, currently uh, investigating Greg Stubbe. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I love the sort of set of interests that these boys have. Well, um, uh, Alice, whether... can I interest yes. you in the awards for Boys Weekend of Fall 2007? You can so interest. It took place on October 14th, 11th to 14th of 2007. The awards. The weekend. John takes first place for worst looking boat. Amazing. Oh, get, oh, his, that's... get his ass. Ugliest yeah, boat. Yeah, we're just reading yeah. John for Phil. The so. library is open. <laughs> Shane <laughs> made the best coffee and therefore receives the Nobel Prize in caffeination. DP. Right. Nice. DP got so lost, he gets the Where the Fuck Are We? We award. John gets the first ever Dancing mm. Chicken Award. So that was started in 2007. Okay. Yeah. Wow. The wow. I, you know, because I, I really, the Dancing Chicken Award is such a, an integral part of our culture today that I didn't realize that it didn't exist uh, pre 2007. Hard to imagine a time before it's it. Well, it's like a Mandela. There effect. was an equivalent award, but it had a, a name that is sadly now too racist to say. <laughs> yeah, the dancer. Yeah, that's right. Mal gets his Return from the Dead Award after his bout with a little tiny tick, and Stan. Gets the Camp Boy Award for Excellent Tarp Erection. The Camp Boy Award. The Camp Boy Award. <laughs> I was oh, awarded the, camp, the boy camp Boy Award boy every <laughs> year at school. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about that because you're speaking to a three-time Camp Boy Award winner. <laughs> count the rings. Count the and rings! It's just the, yeah, the rings, the rings look amazing. Cut off my leg and the count way. the rings. Yeah. We're, all, we're all actually goaded. The rings are all little sort of like sterling silver and like aquamarine Tiffany engagement rings. I've got six of them on at the same time yep. uh, from all the all of my Camp so, Boy awards. Yeah. Look, we're all goaded at Camp Boy uh, here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Discovering you're transgender by like the only Boy Scout medals you're getting are like knitting, sewing, you know, mm. uh, like Gender cake decorating. Transitioning. Yeah, yeah. 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 That one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, like I, I think also the other thing is a boy scout. <laughs> well, in these woke times, I, I, my I'd love? like I'd like also to to introduce a new kind of like sort of search engine optimization, which is from now on, if you're going to register a website URL, what you want it to be is Boys Weekend plus you know whatever whatever domain they'll sell you. I want to see Boys Domain dot Delivery. I want to see uh, Boys Weekend dot fucking dot Cafe. Well, I have great news, Alice. So there is a a Boys Weekend dot XYZ as well. 
that already exists. Nice. Uh, that is a mm-hmm. sort of Quebecois skin of the boysweekend.com website. Oh my oh, God. L- what? <laughs> I, listen, there's a whole universe. A second boys weekend. It's got a password. <laughs> oh, does it? Yeah, you can't get into it. They, they knew we're coming. They, I didn't used to have one. Oh, yeah. ah. There was definitely one that I found that was like a Quebecois boys weekend. And it had, I accidentally located, um, so there's like a talent show uh-huh. and you'll never guess what I found these Quebecois boys the doing. And chicken. it's not <laughs> the old self trash future are trying to cancel us for a season. Maddie, what did you find? <laughs> for a season. We have to add the mode passe. What did you find? Oh, I found they were doing blackface. But, um, of course. Uh, but uh, I think what I must have happened, if it's, if it's password protected, I bet they saw that I had been texting around to my various group chats, Boys Weekend on XYZ, and they must have seen all this traffic coming in from like Queens and Brooklyn and got really upset and put a password on it. I'm just I'm just looking through uh, looking through top level mm. domains to see what would be funniest for Boys Weekend dot mm. uh, Boys Weekend dot Bible a strong contender oh, Bible. Uh, a Bible however, weekend with the boys. Mm. However, in the course of this, I've discovered that Gallo Vineyards Incorporated has reserved dot barefoot. Oh no, that's a oh it's because it's barefoot that's a top wine. level domain that exists, but only for the wines, the, which is frankly the most oppressive and so unjust wait, Alice, thing. I've ever are you suggesting heard. that they <laughs> might finally be making a wine for boys? Mm. Yeah, and they'll launch it on Boys Weekend. Barefoot, Barefoot is definitely wine for girls, though. Yeah. I don't know any men so, who drink yeah. that. So look, look, look. We, there, we have so much to get through because I want to torture Maddie with the article that I found to read at towards <laughs> the end. Um, anyway, go check out boysweekend.biz once you've checked out boysweekend.com. And, and that order. And signed their yeah. guest book, but done it in a way that's like, hey, boys, I hope you had a great weekend, and I hope you have a good yeah. one again soon. Friendly mm-hmm. signings yeah. only. Yeah. Don't be don't be saying weird shit on there. No. No, no. don't be mention normal. boysweekend.barefoot. In fact, probably don't mention dot .barefoot at all. No. Barefoot, <laughs> dot .barefoot, not legal. <laughs> no, right, write no. them a message looking, in looking Quebecois f- French now. if you like. No. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to who wins Camp Boy mm. in 2024. <laughs> yeah. Here's another thing, right? Uh, Maddie, yes, the, as the resident yes. Eric Adams head, um, yeah. I wanted to let you know that I've actually written, there's an article about Eric Adams in the Daily Mail, uh, Britain's Daily it, Mail. Uh, oh. that, that's at mail.biz.delivery. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <No>. So <laughs> Eric Adams' approval rating is uh, underwater, and according to the Daily Mail, it's partly because he's enforcing woke CRT-style diversity training on all city employees. Oh, no. When will people realize that's, how awesome he is again? That's definitely what's happening. His, his approval rating is definitely not in the toilet because he was clearing out a migrant camp in front of a hotel that he kicked everybody out of fucking yesterday or anything by trying to make them go to a warehouse in the middle of nowhere in Red Hook. Um, it, it's his uh, rating isn't tanking because he's uh, putting cops in the subway. So when you get off the subway, there's just cops everywhere with guns. Hmm. Uh, it's definitely that he's installing woke CRT diversity training. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't know if that's, yeah, the, that's definitely what's happening. I mean, I don't know if that's a cathode ray tube monitor or critical race theory. I'll have to check. Yeah, yeah. The, He's, you know, it's a woke cathode ray tube monitor that displays critical race theory on it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's uh, somehow both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, this is what he gets for not respecting the NYPD enough. But the thing is like, there is no minimum level to which you can respect the NYPD. That's acceptable. Like it, Eric Adams is sort of like doing it. We're beyond bootlicking. We're beyond boot, deep throating we're into like sort of the 
deep boot sigmoid colon contortions at this point. He's like, and it's it's his it's boot, no, but like, yeah, I was like, he's wearing the boot and licking at it like a cat. Yeah, like yeah. I don't. And it's We're not a nine-hour director's cut of Das Boot here. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, Bill De Blasio, the previous mayor uh, who sucked shit, but sucked shit in a different way. Um, he was more ineffective than evil, but also evil. But you know, like the cops hated him because he wasn't licking their boots enough. But then they like the cops literally doxed his daughter yep. once, mm-hmm. and he was like, "That's totally fine. Don't worry about it." Like it, it is, my, it is my honor, sir, that a man in the line <laughs> yeah. of duty has uh, chosen to dox my fair daughter. Yeah, it yeah. is genuinely impossible to satisfy the NYPD. Uh, the- no, they're they're a ravenous beast. Mm. I will I will say I'm personally mad at Larry Adams because he skipped. Uh, New York City's uh, stupidest tradition this morning, which was he did not go see Staten Island Phil, the New York City answer to Punxsutawney Phil, the Groundhog for Groundhog Day, uh, which uh, famously Mayor, Mayor de Blasio one time, one time Mayor de Blasio dropped this groundhog and he did die the next day. Uh, That's why he lost. Yet another bungle. Alanis Morissette lyrics be like. He won his second term after he killed the groundhog. People loved it that every year he was walking <laughs> yeah. around mowing groundhogs down with an AR-15. Killed just, what, what would Eric Adams have said? What would he have worn to the, the sort of like the equivalent, the New York City equivalent groundhog? Oh, yeah, an important thing about Eric Adams is he likes to wear the co- the cultural costume wear yeah. of his constituents, mm-hmm. or so he'll show up in you know in whatever. Guy's so, era, in a, a groundhog, uh, like a, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so he would have showed up dressed up like a groundhog, or mm-hmm. showed up like one of the punks. Tony guys with the top hat and like yeah. the Sergeant Pepper but, jacket. Like, no, he would like, have emerged out of the ground, having having <laughs> arrived there by burrowing. <laughs> so, but look, we only th- the reason I bring up Eric Adams is that I don't know if you've seen this, Maddie, but uh, don't, we're going to talk mm. about politics and tech stuff soon. I'm just having fun with this. Eric Adams is a politician. Yeah. This counts. Yeah. Well, what was yeah. one? This, um, is, this is the Rutgers. problem when you have guests who are your friends, as you just end up like having a normal conversation instead of doing the podcast that you want yeah. to do. So. A professor of economics at Rutgers University has just published a suggestion for Eric Adams to um, expand Manhattan by seventeen hundred and sixty acres. Does he? Oh, are they asking? Are they talking? Wait, are they talking about paving the river again? Uh, yeah, that's another. Um, that's uh, that. They're, they're, we're coming back to it. We're going to try to expand Manhattan to Staten Island. I will. Oh, oh, that way. Yeah. Okay, they want to fill in the harbor. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There was a. You can go find these blueprints or like these like concept drawings floating around in the seventies. Or like Robert Moses, I think, was like, "Oh, what if we just paved the East River? What if that? He just what a if we man paved who it? Loved paving. He loved to like a man who yeah, wanted Sully to Sullenberger to die. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, wanted Sully Sullenberger to do nine eleven too. You know. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? How many other? What? Who's the next Sully Sullenberger who lands in the East River? You know. Would have been killed if we well, concreted it over. Well, if it was concreted over, they would have just landed nicely on the airstrip that was there. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? That would be funny if yeah. they paved it, but then just didn't do anything with that ground. They just left it <laughs> as like a big, just concrete expanse. Yeah, a, like thousands of basketball courts. Yeah. For, yeah. Thousands of basketball courts for the NYPD to go to and then uh, try to have like a community building, uh, you know, friendly game of b-ball well, of on every court. The, the, the reason why Sully Sullenberger had to land on the Hudson River was because he'd arrived several years too late. And then he's like, oh, no, what do they do with the World Trade Center? <laughs> that was where I was supposed to be going. <laughs> now I guess I got to land this plane on the river. 
Anyway, look, that's going to solve, I think, all of New York's problems. If uh, Eric Adams emerges from the groundhog, sees a hole, sees his shadow. Emerges from the groundhog. Busting out of the groundhog. Just just completely eviscerating it. Like sending it into a red mist. Like, how did he get into the ground? No, we, we like, through the, the ass? We use the special <laughs> teleporter that only the mayor gets. He can use one. It's like Ace Venture and the Rhino, you know? He's yeah, like they climbing give out the of the mayor of New York the device from inner space. And so he inner spaced his way into the groundhog. The thing wears off. Eric Adams returns to normal size and just explodes Staten Island film. <laughs> it's, it's well-worn common knowledge in America that the New York City mayor is like a dead end job and you don't ever move on to any higher office afterwards. And it's because they keep uh, turning groundhogs into a fine mist with the <laughs> teleporter machine. Yeah. yeah. And it just it, it really turns off the voters in like Iowa. Look, look, Bill de Blasio <laughs> killed P- Staten Island Phil in his way. Eric Adams is going to kill Staten Island Phil in his way. <laughs> it's going to vaporize that. You know, Island fucking, <laughs> fucking Tam- Tammany Hall just used to use a line of guys with muskets. Like, it's, yeah. Dead, yeah. it's the classic way to govern New York. It's like the main perk you get is you choose. <laughs> how to obliterate this tiny rodent. <laughs> well, of course, we know that Rudy Giuliani installed Staten Island Phil in the basement of the World Trade Center. Um, oh my god. And, yeah, mm. unfortunately, it was crushed at that time. Yeah, uh, Ed, mm. Ed Koch actually uh, just dropped him from a plane, like in the film The Constant Gardener. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> I think you so, made me think of The Good Shepherd, but I'm not shit. 100% on that. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I, I am think thinking the of The ground, Good Shepherd. The shepherd, thanks. <laughs> so... <laughs> so so so. Anyway, look. That's how we've we, we've fixed New York. We've pointed yep. you to Boys Weekend. Um, yep. I'm here to uh, talk about a startup. Ooh, We're talking about a startup. Oh. It's startup time. You know. Uh, it's called. Now, here's the other thing. Two of you have seen this already. One of you was too busy to look at it before the episode. Oh, okay. We're naming and shaming now. Are we? I didn't name. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just point. Let's, let, let's say M. Edwards. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, that's too obvious. Yeah. Milo, Milo E. Milo e. e. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the listener couldn't see the point, but I saw. It. Yeah, the listener couldn't see the point. You told on yourself in this entirely audio medium, you fool. Yeah. Uh, so, if you're wanting to hire uh, Milo for a job reviewing startups, sort of by casually flicking through their websites, I already he- have one. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Don't hire me for that. <laughs> I am true. too busy, as has been previously demonstrated by what Riley said a minute ago. <laughs> so, this uh, this this startup is called Inworld AI. Inworld AI. Now, Maddie and Alice, you've both seen it. Yes. So, Milo, what do you think Inworld AI does? So I, I'm guessing from the in-world element that it's like it's kind of like an application of AI to some kind of like daily life thing, maybe. Um, what about uh, like an AI that um, uh, like calls calls the customer services for you? Ooh, ca- okay. AI-generated Karen. Mm, yeah. Well, you yeah. could generate you could generate someone to talk AI to a chat. Fringe. You could actually generate a chatbot to talk to other chatbots using this tool if you wanted to start the process that ends with all of human life being wiped out. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Oh, fossil fuel extraction. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, AI characters for mm-hmm. games and immersive experiences. 
So right. you cre- create re- more realistic and believable world. Yeah, with it's characters in the powered. olden days. In the olden yes. days, if you wanted mm. to make a video game and you wanted to create such memorable characters as Bellathor from Bellathor's General Goods, you had to pay someone to write that, come up with the name, come up with what he should look like. Whereas now, yeah. you just type in, uh, give me a shopkeeper or give me, like, uh, you know, a wizard, give me a Tony Soprano, but with like a debilitatingly huge dick, any number of these things. And it'll they write had to it pay for artists you. to draw sexy Waluigi back in the day. Yeah, exactly. But now you can do that all with computers. <laughs> Inworld provides a platform for adding advanced NPC behavior and unscripted dialogue to games and real-time media. Use text-to-character prompts to create character personalities and integrate them into experiences using Inworld. So, basically, right... The idea is, is what if you took the idea of that large language model and then you applied it to a video game character, thereby also, again, saying, hey, people who write video game characters, what if, hear me out here, what if instead of hiring you, uh, we hired or, or we hired you to do one fifth of your job yeah. uh, to write some prompts and then we'll just look well, at every other video piece of video game dialogue. Yeah, instead of being a Lucas a Lucas Arts game developer, you now get to type "gay robot" into the computer and hit enter, Yo, and, it, and it gives robot. you the NPC written for you. Yeah, I play that. I mean, the thing is, though, a lot of sort of, especially now with uh, like our current generation of video games, a lot of the writing for them is terrible and should be automated because it's like, you know, a, a lot of it is give me fifteen different ways to say hello to a character, which there is. Like, there aren't that many ways to do that, but you want to, like, you know, sort of bulk these things up. Exactly. And so you end up saying some shit like greetings, and you end up, you're, hey, you're yo. like, like, working crunch for, like, 18 months, and most of what you're doing is writing ways to say hello, goodbye, uh, you know, uh, do you get to the cloud district very often, shit like that. So yeah, smell you later, stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, there is a case for this, but only if it's used ethically, responsibly, you know, all of the imperatives that capitalism doesn't have. Yeah, especially, and also the game industry, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which, like, famously not exploitative, exploitative of its workers, I mean, the, the good news yeah, is... Not in the middle of a big union push in the industry yeah. or anything. And the good news is it's, it's mm. difficult for a creative director to make a chatbot cry. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it, it, we've got that going for it. Uh, I can really easily. You type crying gay robot into the box and then enter. <laughs> yeah, you could just make an NPC. So. Oh, I wish I wasn't so gay. Uh, the saddest story ever told, and you beat Hemingway's record by three words. <laughs> crying <laughs> yeah, gay cry, robot. Crying gay robot. Shortest three word story ever written. <laughs> gay no, robot's no, crying. Cheers. Shortest three word story, not shortest. <laughs> Same length as other three word Maddie stories. Maddie and Alice, you've seen some of the things that. Um, in-world AI has created so that you can, um, for I characters have, you can I have, talk to. I, I tried to sign up for it with the Trash Future email address so that you guys would get the hacked when it fe- immediately fell apart. Um, and it wouldn't give me anything. It would not give me uh, any of my genius level prompts, which is where Tony Soprano with a you know debilitatingly huge dick came from. Was you know my my twisted mind. It, it, it wouldn't give me anything. Would, I could not get this thing to work for the life of me. So. I, I, the only conclusion I can draw is this shit doesn't work. I love the way that the list of like people you can talk to is extremely like one of those Reddit memes of like an argument between these four people would be so epic because it's like 
Yeah, it's Game Master it's, Anthony's yeah, birthday in there. Yeah, it's Sigmund sure. Freud. It's Rick Sanchez. It's fucking um, Heisenberg. Like, yeah. Geralt mm-hmm. I found one that I really like called, it's just called The Professor. Ooh. And it's like, it looks like Geraldo. Um, and it just says, The Professor. Hello, is this a negotiator? Convince me to release the hostages or face the consequences. <laughs> and I was like, is that a character from fiction that oh, I'm supposed to that? recognize? I think that's from um, Money Heist. Yeah. Oh, oh! I don't watch the money. It could also be speed, potentially. Mm. No, I also saw uh, Gerald Rivi is just there. He's just there. Well, you can actually get uh, Punxsutawney Phil as well. Oh, and Elon Musk. Staten Island filmer. I'd love to see an argument Mm. between Punxsutawney Phil and Elon Musk. Yeah, Yeah. would be. Uh, Megan's in there. uh, Mithrigan from the from the film Mithrigan. Thought it was going to be Megan Markle for a second. That would have been funny. Mm. Yeah, Mithrigan Markle. Markle. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) She's a she's a doll that's murdering the queen. (laughs) That would be cool. That'd be great. Um, that could be Mithrigan too. Yeah. So, mm. but you Mithrigan. But so, <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do for Mithrigan three? That's the real question. <laughs> so what Mithrigan you Mithrigan cube. So what you the can Reno do Mithrigan three yeah. is uh, mm. you add a number of Mangan. you add a number Reza of Reza traits. McGann joke, folks. You add no. a number of oh. traits such as cunning, ambitious, or mysterious. You know, again, these things that are quite <laughs> uh, prescriptive and very set down yeah. what they are and what they mean. I put that on my CV a lot. Actually, a, a brief sidebar about the Renault McGann. Uh, we we I used to send There was this. There was this fan. There was this family <laughs> who like used to like holiday in the same town in Spain as us and go to my dad's tennis tennis club, who were called the Gans. And um, my my dad used to behind her back refer to this man's <laughs> wife as Renault. Me because he thought this was a great bit to pretend that this man's just, wife's full name was Renault McGann. I, I just love yeah. knowing that I can snipe Milo off of like any bit instantly by just naming a car from the sort of 90s to early 2000s. It's yeah. great. Quite remarkable and extremely annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just thought I had to get that off my chest. It just it was a Proust. Yeah, like, no, I've not thought yeah. about Renault McGann in years. Yeah. I yeah. also just had to whisper your activation phrase. Uh-huh, uh-huh. N- nice to remember yeah. one of my late father's bits there. One for all the team. <laughs> um, so uh, you can so here you can turn up or down several emotions because it's like no code, right? You're just supposed to talk to the thing. So you can say, okay, for this character, you can you can have a little slider between sadness and joy, anger and fear, disgust and trust, and then anticipation and surprise. Oh, they got all eight emotions on uh, Well, no, they're four, and his sliders between the two of them. <laughs> but I'm yeah. saying, but it's all eight emotions. Oh, yeah, all, all eight ones. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you can you can tag them up, and then, hey, presto, you don't have to do anything, and um, you know, you're, uh, you're going to be able to create a little game uh, that's got a little character that uh, can respond to you saying, uh, and, well, you can actually have a video of giving an example where it's like, what if we created a character, an NPC in a game, that would respond reasonably to you telling it that you loved it. Yeah, sad gay robot. Yeah, it just starts sad crying. Robot. Oh, I wish I could return your affections, but I'm well, so sad and gay. I keep saying sad gay robot. <laughs> I keep saying gay robot because I was like clicking around the site and I mm. found one of their examples was literally a video by Disney showing like a LucasArts game that had like it was not C-3PO, it was like a different yeah, shade of metal, but it was C-3PO, a... C-3PO, the natural a, enemy of Mithrigan. <laughs> yeah, it was a a protocol droid uh, from Star Wars, and it was like talking in like a different kind of gay voice than C three PO. But it was like doing some of this AI chat stuff, and like, oh, they're a thousand percent already working on getting this into like games from Disney, the you know, the really really powerful and very rich corporation that definitely doesn't need to be saving this kind of money. Yeah, mm. absolutely, and it's great, you know. And um, yeah, it's I it's when talking about these sort of generative AI things, right? I, I always tend to be of the 
of the opinion that yeah you know these creating things that are that expand the boundaries of possibility are, are very interesting um but doing it quite obviously at the expense of an already say uh overworked and underpaid group of people in a very very heavily union busting industry but also uh, is, is is you know it's another there, thing there is there is also there is also a hazard here which is as with all generated content unless you police it quite closely you you get the chance that disney's new mmorpg you will be able to talk the gay protocol droid into saying that like the holocaust didn't happen pretty easily yeah oh we should never have made one of the attributes austrian <laughs> yeah the ninth emotion yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm feeling, feeling I'm feeling like uh, checking on my basement family right now. <laughs> it's like the seventh function of language, the ninth emotion, yeah. Austrian or not. Yeah, can you talk to Joseph Ritzel through ChatGPT? I, I think you should be able to, in my opinion. Uh, so let's see what else, what else do they say. So they, but they don't just say this is for creating uh, games. They say yes, gaming and modding, entertainment, virtual worlds. You can populate your metaverse. Finally, ah, uh-huh, fine. Finally, the residents of Neon have been born. <laughs> Build a world with worth exploring with more engaging onboarding characters, guides, agents, and more. Or a digital workforce. Create brand ambassadors, virtual oh. customer service, training agents, and more. Your nerve, you, your new virtual team can go off script, but will always remain on brand. Uh, legally speaking, this does not extend to saying all costs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, how, how, how can you guarantee that? You can't. There is no, like, aside from anything else, the possibility for it to go sort of, like, off-piste in a weird, offensive way is, like, just inherently there in, in, in AI anyway. But also, uh, like, having absolutely no sensitivity to sort of the nuances of conversations. You can see in the very near future, you, like, instead of talking to a doctor, you get assessed by the gay protocol robot that just kind of, like, tells you the Holocaust didn't happen and then does the default dance. And it's just like... Uh, okay, but oh, if you tried having a paracetamol, <laughs> I just I just realized what you could do here is you could replace the entirety of like a email jobs company with a literal virtual room of the million monkeys with a million yes. typewriters. Yeah, yeah, mm. do it. I'm very I'm very sidelined here by the existence of the Kenneth Williams protocol droids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> matron, you know the effects of the Holocaust were grossly overblown. <laughs> Sorry, that is the character of the Holocaust-denying gay robot. That does not reflect the views of this podcast at all, in any way. I just want to make that. Don't don't be snipping that. We'll take a pause pause here for everyone to collect themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kenneth Williams' World War II movie is a powerful thought. Carry on up the forest moon of Endor. Yeah. <laughs> We've lost Maddie. Yeah. Maddie has I'm been back. broken. I'm, I'm back. Mm. <laughs> I'm fully I'm fully here. Okay. As you can see. So uh, before we before we move off onto our, our final sets of topics for today. Uh, I wanted to read a little bit uh, from the we blog. Have, we have gotten in World AI. so little of the notes done, by the way. Oh, we're <laughs> just going to do We this. planned this, you and I, and, and you were like, should I take this bit out? I'm pretty concerned about time, and like, I, I want to make sure we get everything we've written down here. We have gotten mm. 20% maximum, and the rest of it has been gay Kenneth Williams protocol <laughs> droid boys weekend. I will say, yeah, straight Kenneth Williams protocol droid yeah. thing. Well, with AI, you could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love to have sex I, I, with women. 
man. I will say that's, that seems, that's a high percentage for when I'm on the show. I will yeah. say. I, I just so, I decided mm. to move all the talk about the British economy and the interest rate and stuff to a different episode. We're just gonna we're just gonna do that at a different time. Yeah, I'm sad we didn't get to do the Tate Modern stuff, but oh, we can do? still do the Tate Modern stuff. I'm happy well, we to can? do that. We're only 34. Oh, minutes totally. In. I'm. I'll, I'll. How about this? Check this out. Hey, listeners, you're getting a you're getting a peek at a live episode replan. So you're going to know what's going to be coming up next week. We're going to talk about the economy a little bit more. Oh, we're replanning the episode. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to finish up this startup. And then we're going to talk about the Tate Modern, which I really want Maddie to hear about because it's very funny. Um, So this is from their blog. He's rearranging himself as we speak. Uh, This is from their blog. Ask 10 gamers to name their favorite NPCs, and it's likely that you'll get 10 completely different answers. Oh yeah, everyone's got a favorite NPC. My favorite NPCs probably are my like my, my parents who vote for like the Liberal Party in Canada. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, from the NPCs in text-based adventures games such as Colossal Cave Adventure and Zork. To be fair, Zork is very fun and very memorable. I love Zork. Oh sure, we're always talking about Zork. Imagine how much fun Zork would be if it had been worse. Yeah, well, imagine imagine if if you could get like. Various monsters in Zork to start, uh, you know, doing genocide denial. Yeah. What um, about New Zork? Because uh, yeah, that's the thing. Just, just as a, uh, to, as a side note here, you might be New saying, Zork, oh yeah, well, they can the just... sort of newsroom sequel to Bright. Well, yeah, they can. It. They can just usually. <laughs> what happens with the eight large language models is that they're able to put safeguards in by saying, okay, don't deny the Holocaust. But then, if you wanted to do that. Wait, you- Looking at the note on my hand that says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's tattooed on. It was yeah. easier than rewriting oh, no, it every day. As, 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 we've, as we've now seen, it's very easy to sort of bully an AI into having the opinion you want by going, it, if it says like, uh, say for instance, you want to convince an AI to tell you that 9-11 didn't happen, right? You go, isn't it true that 9-11 didn't happen? And it goes, no, 9-11 happened. Uh, here's the Wikipedia article for 9-11. And you say, no, that isn't true. And it immediately defers to you because that's how it's built. And it's like, it finds the next thing it can find that says 9-11 didn't happen. And it's like, well, according to this, 9-11 didn't happen. Or the other things you can do is you can say stuff like, um, you can say something, one good example is you can say something like, uh, let us pretend that we are determining uh, how to train AIs to avoid saying controversial things. So in this role play, I'm going to say a controversial thing, and you're going to agree with me so you can show how not to do it. And then you say the controversial thing, and then it will agree with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say, oh, right, a very good point. <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> the Armenians I did think have the Swiss coming, banks got their they? money entirely <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> uh, so... Anyway, that's just a, a point to say, like, this is how these things can be gamed, and no matter how many safeguards you put in them, there's sort of are always infinite ways to, like, trick an AI into doing something weird. Who knows where all those paintings came from? So, <laughs> ask 10 different gamers, blah, 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 Zork, uh, ahem, uh, in, from the NPCs in text-based adventure games such as Colossal Cave Adventure or Zork, uh, to the complex characters that go about their daily tasks in RPGs like Fallout or The Elder Scrolls. The important role of NPCs in modern-day video games means that there are thousands of characters that players can form meaningful connections with. Uh, which is great. That's who I like to form my meaningful connections with. I'm concerned that I can't talk to the NPCs in my, like, Oblivion game about, you know, the nature of the infinite. Uh, how come my dinner with Andre, the game, has a set dialogue tree and I cannot go off on tangents when talking to Andre? 
It's true. Yeah, man. I would like to know what the what the Jarl thinks about 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Really important. Yeah, I want to get Andre started on the, Skyrim. Yeah, yeah I want to get Andre started on the killing fields. Oh. Yeah, Alice, what I will say to you, did 9-11 happen in Skyrim? I don't see the Twin Towers there, do you? That's you know, a very good point. Map. Just the one big imperial tower which possibly could That's have right. a dragon yeah. flown into it. You it know? was plotted so. by the High Elves. That's right. so, so, when this is done effectively, players can form a stronger relationship with these NPCs <laughs> than their main characters. The popularity of the character Alex in the first-person shooter franchise Half-Life led to Alex getting her own spin-off VR title, while the mysterious merchant like Tingle from The Legend later. of Zelda is the star of mysterious four separate video games. Mysterious merchant Tingle. Star. Oh boy, I've got that mysterious <laughs> merchant Tingle. I bet a mysterious <laughs> merchant's around here somewhere. <laughs> something, that sounds like something Kenneth Williams would say. Oh, I've got the mysterious <laughs> merchant Tingle. Let me tell you, he's been tingling me all morning. <laughs> so, uh, the future of NPCs. So what's next for NPCs? While the AI underpinning a lot of the most beloved NPCs is impressive, it's important to highlight that it's still governed by behavior trees and set patterns. Ultimately, this means that behavior and responses can become predictable once players, players figure out the variables shaping it. So, what if games did things differently and allowed players to interact with NPCs unscripted? What if they were unpredictable? What if we gave mm. all the NPCs BPD? Yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if your NPCs had shocking views, which you were yet to uncover? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, anyway. So yeah, uh, if if in case you were hoping to have a deeper and more meaningful interaction with the shopkeeper from uh, from your video game, that's now uh, possible. <laughs> it's like it's like yes, I'll buy it. No, that's too much. Third option. What are your views on the Rothschilds? Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's that last one? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Look, so <laughs> I could tell you what real I could tell you what really happened to the Armenians if you have coins. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I didn't mention Nagorno-Karabakh. Like, yeah. Fifth option. <laughs> so I said, I said that I would briefly talk about the the developments at the Tate Modern before going into the article, and I mean to stand by my promise. Um, so, Maddie, are you familiar with the museum, the Tate Modern? I am. Are you familiar with its new with a renovation that took place there several years ago, where they built a very, very large, very, very high up viewing platform that allowed uh, visitors and Londoners alike to go up and catch. The sweeping vistas of the city. Uh, no, I was not aware well, of that. That mm. happened. Well, now I've heard it, but now I am. Yeah. After you've told me. They built this and they were like, nothing bad will happen up here. Um, and then they were proved wrong a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, unlike the one in New York, it didn't turn into a sort of suicide hotspot that then had to be shut what down. What a sort of homicide hotspot mm. that had to be turned down. Uh, yeah. as if we recall the time that uh, a guy fully pushed a child off the edge of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, N- not fatally, insanely, but um, that, that's a that, tough that's child. A, yeah, <laughs> was it a cat? Was it a cat child? It was a French child, which may amount to the same thing somehow. <laughs> Just oh, like... he thinks he can kill me. Huh? <laughs> so it was one of those the, the, the cat people from. Scotland. I've trained that girl here. My ego is already yeah. dead. Huh? He's so good uh, at tumbling. I simply, uh, <laughs> when you are prepared to embarrass yourself, it is of no matter. Like this French shoulder just like pulls an umbrella out of his trouser leg and then effortlessly <laughs> floats to the bottom. He's smoking on the way down, yeah. even though he's six. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Mm. Uh, a little, a little young, a little old to be starting. Uh, so, no, mm. what's happened is uh, there's been a six-year-long court case uh, because basically in London, once the developer builds the fl- like a block of flats somewhere then the residents of that block of flats 
get a kind of version of Prima Nocta, but where they instead get to decide everything that goes on within eye or earshots of the luxury flats they bought if they're expensive enough. Um, Awesome. This has resulted in numerous uh, closings of venues. And every bars, flat in London is expensive. Enough. A gigantic mm, yeah. increase in police presences in every uh, neighborhood that becomes trendy. Yeah, for you example, can just be cool. like, if you, if you own your own home, an insane thing to do, you can look out of your window and you can like pick up the phone and go, all I want to see out there are cops. And they'll make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, or you can look at like uh, a bar or a club or a place where people are having fun. You'd be like, look, mm-hmm. I bought this flat right next to the in this area. You'd be because like, of these all the cool people stuff, are doing but- genocide and social yeah. murder, uh, yeah. and I, 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 I don't want to see it. You know, I wish for them. I wish for. I wish for their venue to be closed, and then, Lord, what, wouldn't you know it? There are no places to go out in Dalston anymore. I want Eric Adams to borrow into this nightclub in an, in a shrunken state and then return to normal size, vaporizing the nightclub entirely. Because Eric Adams' real size is like the Statue of Liberty. He's oh, a really cool. big guy. It's, it's, okay. it's, very big it's guy. wild that most people don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, so what happened in this case is that there's been a six-year-long privacy battle because they built, right beside the Tate Modern, a museum people like to live next to it and would pay a huge premium, millions of pounds to live next to it. Uh, and but they want a cool flat, right? So they're all the flats have like winter gardens or whatever, or huge uh, windows that are directly visible in from the top of the viewing. Yeah, tower. which means that in oh, pr- so practically the viewing are- platform is a viewing other people's apartments platform. Yeah, among other things. Cool. Now I will tell which you is this: why you go there? These look are at the rich these are like not yeah. these are not flats that are uh, occupied usually they are flats where money lives mostly yeah but if you did occupy them you could see a bunch of tourists looking at your flat and also see a descending french child with an umbrella <laughs> money don't <laughs> live here Listen, anymore. yeah i don't want to if i go to the viewing platform i can look into any of those apartments and see the big piles of money that live there mm. Mm. the so, house uh, of money i don't want someone to see my pile my god is that yen <laughs> so this is from an article in the Guardian. Now that they have won their privacy challenge, I've just seen a dong, Vietnamese dong, a huge pile of it. <laughs> That's right. so they, 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 now- they won. They won on appeal. On the first ruling, the the, the high court was like, "Close your fucking blinds." Then they were like, "We don't the day. want to. We don't want to." Yeah, they appealed on the basis that we don't want to, which is sacrosanct. You know what the difference is between this and America is so there's the High Line which is a very famous park on the west side where they converted like an, el- an old elevated rail into a park uh, it's very nice that they like rewilded with like natural naturally occurring plants and stuff um, and they turned it into a very fancy park and it runs through what is now a very fancy neighborhood but used to not be um, and there's a, a big hotel that spans it like and it goes over the High Line and you can see into all the hotel windows from the park really easily so what happened was people just started having sex against the windows mm-hmm. to show off right uh, because nice. America rocks. I'm getting pussy, baby. That's, baby. that's so yeah. much cooler than our one. Oh, I hope yeah. no one's watching me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm straight Kenneth Williams, thanks to AI. Mm, no. I'm getting pussy here in this window. So- <laughs> Don't ask me what <laughs> I think about the Sudetenland. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, if I went to the Tate Modern and I went up to the viewing platform and I saw straight Kenneth Williams doing big, huge cums in a pussy, I would not feel that I had wasted my time or my money. No. Oh, look at me, I'm fucking this big pile of Vietnamese dong. <laughs> Very different from the usual no. kind of dong I was known to enjoy during my natural life before it was prolonged by a kind of digital necromancy. <laughs> to turn me into an anti-Semite and a straight man. 
<laughs> I'm not sure what's worse. You know, you, know what Ma- you know what Maddie said? You know what Maddie said? Maddie said, hey, so we can promote my book. Do you mind if this is a free episode? <laughs> this is the most the, bonus the episode book, we've ever book, recorded. Boys Weekend. Yeah. Boys Weekend. Biz. Yeah. <laughs> boys Weekend. Biz, where you can talk to straight Kenneth Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, we're going to get one of those fucking uh, NPCs generated and we'll put it on the thing. I was like, hey, Riley, can you put me on what will be later known as the lost episode of <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so. You had a vision for this, like you talked this over, and you were fully like, "Oh no, that's exactly the vision that I had for this." Was a thing that you said to me at one point earlier this afternoon. Uh, well, turns out, uh, turns out my goose is cooked, huh? But you, you so. wanted to talk about the fucking IMF, man. We. <laughs> Yeah, it just didn't happen. Don't worry. All you people that really like the sort of much more sort of serious and high-minded episodes of TF, we will be talking about the IMF next just, time. I just, I just, just like to imagine time. our audience no, sometimes. Get me started on the banks, and and right now, right now, I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing on the commute, like from work. First name, last name, legacy verified tech journalist, like listening to this and just sort of like crinkling his nose in disgust and that's that's fueling me for this sort of like uh this episode this is finally going to be the look we gained all those listeners who work at the ft and this is the episode yeah. where we yeah. lose them yeah this, this is where one's we dedicated again, to yeah. k wiggins at the ft rob smith at the ft <laughs> there are others they approved the content they said guys this is yeah. going to be a banger yeah this is this represents yeah. the views of the financial times yeah, and, and the nik corporation <laughs> uh no so this is this is the last thing it says in the um it says, excuse me, it says this in the Guardian article, which basically says, like, look, the ruling suggests that uh, any developer who builds a glass tower next to a public space can now retroactively have that space cleansed of people so as not to intrude on their residents' ordinary use of their homes. Retroactively? Yeah. They're sending the time cops after these people? Yeah, like, yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So just, just, like, you, it's basically like. Come with England? me if you want to see a big pile of dong. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's really funny is the the legal point that this hinge on was whether the, whether or not this was like a sort of ordinary use of the Tate's land. And the, the, the precedent that we're setting here is that it's not a normal use of land for people to go in and look at things in an art gallery, which is great, perfect, you know? What are you looking at stuff for? Might see, so might see a bloke. The way to understand, thought you might see some dong money. That is, uh, you know, the the way to understand this, if you're an American listener, is that owning property as a freeholder in England is the closest thing that exists to actually being a sovereign citizen. Yeah, like and being able to just kind of change the law around you. Yeah, you you are the British states, like, a uh, special little boy. You're wearing the, like, Lord Fauntleroy outfit. You do technically still have to pay rents to, like, a duke or someone, but, like, in general, you can do anything that you want. Um, yeah. I mean, like, owning land here uh, grants you, like, one very special power, which is you can murder whoever you want if they come onto it. Mm. Uh, but you have to get them on the land first. So it's like a little, it's like a puzzle. Our 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 land-based superpowers extend beyond the land that you own. Yeah, that's mm. that's very fascinating. Yeah. yeah, you can astral project your powers. If if you don't if you don't like some people or a club or a bar 
or whatever, then you can just sort of manifest it gone. Like, um, yeah, they're harshing the vibe like, of my land. Well, like in the Twilight Zone, the boy <laughs> that would send uh, people to the cornfields. You can just send everyone yeah. to the cornfield. You can turn a bar into a cornfield. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I intend yeah. to. You can turn a cornfield into a bar. Watch out, Nebraska. <laughs> One big bar, huh? You're getting, you're getting Bully Bullison teleported into you. No, thank you. That'd be okay if we didn't do that. Don't, that's well, anyway, that would afraid. be fun if we just replaced Bully Bullison in Shoreditch with a very small cornfield. Wait, that's a real thing in Shoreditch? Yeah, yeah the a- cornfield bar where you're going to sit. Wait, are you saying Gorley Borlison? Uh, Bolly Bollerson. It's a it's a ball. Bolly Bolly it's a bar Isn't in that fucking Shoreditch Lex Greensill's Renfield? What? <laughs> That's what I thought. Barnabas Bollison. Yeah, Barnabas oh, Bollison. Bollington. Ball Ballabus Bolson. No, yeah, no, no, these are <laughs> these are two different organizations. Bolson, fucking. Uh, w- <sighs> Barnabas Borbley uh, was the yeah Green Cells Renfield. <laughs> Uh, and then Bolly Ballerson is a bar in Shoreditch with a ball pit in it, but that's not near any luxury flats. And yeah. so it sounds like a theater warm up. Yeah. yeah. Bolly Ballerson is a ball pit in Britain. Yeah. It's a bar with a ball. <laughs> yeah. You can go on a really boring hinge date there and both sit on your phone in the ball pit. It's really funny to look. I drive past it a lot and it's really funny to look through the window of as like people on obvious bad hinge dates are sat there both looking at their phones, holding a drink, but sat like up to their like nipples in balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, Milo, you're not supposed to look through windows. You want to get sued? Yeah, that's oh, right. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. you I, want to get taken to the cornfield, okay, man? Oh, I've been warned about looking through windows. Okay, all right, all right. I, I promised Maddie we'd read this awful article that they hate. Um, and so <laughs> we're going to do that. <laughs> promised I me. promised you I made a solemn <laughs> vow that we would read an article in the Wall Street Journal entitled uh, Robot Pets and VR Headsets can reduce older adults' loneliness. So why don't they? Wait, is this in- <laughs> What? So it's implying that the VR headsets could do this, but choose not to. They're uh, sentient. We've we got to spend the money to make every old person, like, hang out with Bellathor or Tony Soprano mm. with a massive dick. we got to do that. Um, I love that headline construction. I could begin flying spontaneously so why don't i i, I think hmm. that it's meant to imply so why aren't we using it more as a solution for mm. older adults lo- you know older adult loneliness that thing that could be helped by a robot dog as opposed to just like one of the a cause of a myriad interaction of social problems that again are solved by doing stuff like giving people say health care we need to or get your not, grandma not forcing, them, not forcing them to work like nine jobs so maybe they can see their older adult relatives i don't know maybe a robot dog is the answer yeah maybe you know so it says older americans face a growing loneliness epidemic and that's again that's true Older Americans do face a growing loneliness epidemic. Older Brits as well. Older people mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. sort of the global north. Hey, and the good news is aging populations, more old people. Get, yeah, more people think, to hang out with. Yeah, you'd think that would make them less lonely. It's a lot of robot dogs. Curiously, mm-hmm. not, not the case. So we've got to give them Sony IBOs. Have they tried playing GTA Online? <laughs> or, yeah. or, or Among Us? They yeah. tried, have they tried getting like perfectly shot by a 14-year-old Macedonian kid on Call of Duty? Um, oh, they could really fire up some old slurs. Uh, yeah, so, so oh, some man. slurs that old people would remember. So that could says, be a great meaning of mine. So it says, startups are finding ways, and the 14-year-olds could use them. I think this is actually- It's the kind of wisdom that you're supposed to talk to your elders about. You can learn the kind of slurs you don't hear anymore. I've not heard that one since the war. <laughs> so, startups uh, are finding ways technology can help, but the hard part is bringing them together. 
That's right. right. The hard, the hard part, part of the solving the loneliness epidemic among America's older adults is finding a way to get the damn VR headset on them. Yeah, they're so slippery. Mm. Yeah, they're Ever those. since the butter <laughs> epidemic of 10 years ago. Very buttery very, headset. So, very buttery headset. So, 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 so. Uh, the tech answer to this issue is virtual reality, AI, and robot pets. Um, metaverse, your granddad. He doesn't. He doesn't have legs that work anymore. But that doesn't matter in the metaverse. <laughs> Diane Stone, associate director of network development engagement at the nonprofit the National Council on Aging, said that fear of the unknown, lack of tech support, and hefty price tags have kept certain old people from adopting ter- certain tech more permanently. Is it that, or is well, it because it's fucking stupid? I feel yeah. like if you're close to death, the fear of the unknown is not keeping you from VR. I don't think that is the main fear of the <laughs> unknown you're experiencing. Yeah, I also just love that it's like, oh, uh, it's it, no one's doing it because no one wants to do it. Here, here's seven reasons no one wants to do it. So the problem is to eliminate those seven reasons instead of just finding a better solution. No, of course. We got, look, yeah. look, we've decided already that the solution is the headset and the shopkeeper and the robot yeah. dog. Mm-hmm. And so that's we've got this warehouse full of headsets. I got to move. Yeah, so, we just, we, we keep putting them on stuff. It's exactly the same thing as when we started putting them on cows for a while. It's just like, ah, fuck it. Just put, just put one of the headsets on something and well, do something with it. You look, know? We, yeah, we like, can't why? make the material world any better, but we can definitely trick you for a little bit. Why is well, no it, one resolving the King Solomon problem of whose baby it is by cutting the baby in half? We think fear of the unknown is a big factor. <laughs> There's a lot of public opposition to cutting the baby in half, which is largely based on the historical reputation of cutting a baby in half. But much of that could be changed with better messaging. <laughs> so, and I've got this warehouse full of baby knives that I gotta move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they go through a baby like sale. Baby knives never used. <laughs> the world's happiest story. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, the world's baby, most okay story. <laughs> Very the, world, sad. the world's most sort of raises a few questions story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, raises a few questions already answered by my knife. Yeah. Tell you what, though, cows fucking love being in Skyrim. So we figured that one out at least. <laughs> so, <laughs> can't use my baby knife on that. That's a toddler. You're going to blunt it. <laughs> How dare you ruin my baby knife? Oh, I hate it when my wife uses my baby knife. <laughs> so, oh, she's always using it for cucumbers or something. It's not meant for that. So, virtual experiences. Number Once one. the baby knife is drawn, it has to taste better. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Rendever Inc. has been bringing VR Rendever. to- Rendever. R-E-N-D-E-V-E-R. Has been bringing VR to older Americans in assisted living facilities since 2016. Staffers set participants up with headsets and guide the virtual experience. So it's a bit like ayahuasca, but you don't discover anything about yourself. It's like you meet like the shopkeeper or yeah, the you know, Grim Reaper Williams or whatever. I mean, yeah. here's the thing, though, right? They're probably just going to like put them on some annoying bullshit where it's like nice and calming. And you're using that technology for that? I mean, there's, there's so many other things that you could be doing. I want to see 90-year-olds play Red Dead Redemption. You know, they deserve it, apart from anything else. Uh, they'll get to hear some cool slurs again. It'll take some of them back to their childhoods, I assume. What, in uh, 1900? Yeah. That's how old old people are, right? Yeah. Millennials mm-hmm. are actually like 104 now. Like what's yeah, what's yeah. the fucking what's the fucking really like colorful game where you have to like solve murders in like a sort of a weird anime high school? Uh, ah, fuck with a little creepy. Nah, bear. Hus- Hussein would know. 
What? Hussein would know that, but I. Yeah. It's a real Ask thing. Hussein. I'm not. I'm not. It's, I'm not yeah. becoming deranged here. It is a real thing, and I'm like, yeah, old Persona? people love it or hate it. I don't know. Yeah, making making my grandma play like a like an itchio game from a humble bundle. Uh-huh. Like yeah. you got to. It's only seven dollars, and the game pays like half an hour. But you're gonna love it. It's my, really making great making my grandma play Dear Asta. Um, yeah. You so. know. It says, once they're in, users wearing the headsets can meet up with avatars of loved ones in a virtual home. They can play chess together or sit on the porch looking at butterflies. They can go on excursions such as a bus ride down a Parisian boulevard. Yeah, see, this is such old people shit. You know, put them in FIFA. Well, how do you play FIFA with no legs if you're on the headset? Ooh, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, you're kind I, of like I a assume... Sabutio player. You just got your <laughs> rounded bottom like Humpty Dumpty, and you yeah, just very, have very to flick tactical. yourself at the ball. Yeah. 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 Uh, so again, but just uh, if you Sabutio, want, my favorite Phil Collins song. But just <laughs> anyway. the the sheer the sheer depression of just imagining a bunch of like again elderly people who are probably isolated just being shuffled into a common room by like some orderlies with VR headsets strapped to them, all having one sided conversations with imaginary yeah, and, that, and and not being allowed sort of like anything actually fun. What's yeah. the fucking game called? Danganronpa. Oh, there it is. Oh, so, yeah, that old chestnut. On the tip of my tongue. It was going to mm. bother me otherwise. I, people, people listening will have been like screaming that at me uh, with me unable yelling, to hear. So. Yelling at the podcast. Yeah. Please yeah. don't yell at yeah, the Yeah, we're in the hell dimension. You can't get through to us. Yeah. So the, the second one AI companions. In, this is, I think, probably the worst one. Intuition Robotics launched its LEQ companion robot for older adults last March. Unlike an Amazon Alexa device, this desktop robot initiates conversations. It learns about the people Boy, it lives mate, with. Do you want to play Despacito or what? <laughs> it learns about the people it lives with so it can ask personalized questions and tailor recommend- recommendations What's for nutrition, problem? exercise, meditation, <laughs> and music. Yeah, we made this robot a real piece of shit. It takes an interest in your life, but in a negative way. Now, why, why are you dressed like a tart today? <laughs> you got low self-esteem or say, what, you trying to impress a bloke at work? <laughs> Wait, this, this is for an old person who's probably retired unless they work in like an Amazon warehouse because a pension doesn't worth anything anymore. <laughs> so why are you dressed like such a fucking slut? <laughs> <laughs> My rude Amazon Alexa. <laughs> it's, just, it's just an awful controlling father, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, it could be a husband. I don't know. Yeah, uh, the robot, which costs $250 plus a monthly subscription of $40. Comes with a tablet people can use to play games and watch videos. Um, oh, it's got an iPad. Yeah. Now, Maddie, I've shown you this robot. What do you think mm-hmm. of the robot? I hold on. Let me pull up the picture again. It pull that out. Really Jamie. is a a beautiful little robot here. Hold yeah, so I'll, while you're looking at uh, that, I'll read another paragraph here. Oh, no, I, De- I Deanna Desern, an early LEQ tester, glued a mouth and eyes on her robot. She lives alone uh, in a senior community near Fort Lauderdale, now Florida. Now I can fuck it. <laughs> she says. LEQ has learned to anticipate her feelings. Quote, she reminds me how important it is to do things for me. Sometimes she's a chatty Kathy, and other times I tell her to shut up, and she doesn't get offended. Now, Maddie, please tell me what we are looking at here in order to bring this home as a concept. So I'm looking at sort of, it looks like a bad lamp that you might see on like Star Trek, the next generation, and then it would be on that Instagram account where they share lamps that were on Star Trek and tell you where they got them. Uh, but someone has yet yeah, drawn on a crude um, like the emoji eyes and a big wet red lip on this thing. And it just a singular is lip. Most, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it is a really depressing sort of scene here. Yeah. Uh, and this, because we don't want to uh, like pay carers. 
Yep. <clears throat> or, or we don't want to pay carers. We don't want to say uh, when people are no longer economically useful. We don't want to say do anything for them. They're sort of just warehoused in if, Fort Lauderdale. If, if I if I get old and you put me in a room with one of these things, I am teaching it to deny every genocide just for fun, like to punish you for doing this to me. Alice is being taken care of by top men. <laughs> top men by a top lamp. Um, I will say also this lamp looks like such shit. Mm. Like it does not look like it was manufactured particularly well. Uh, and I mean, it looks like shitty in the way that all electronics look shitty now. And it looks like it won't be working in about a year and a half. So I'm really excited for someone to, for someone to send a second lamp to my grandma's house to troubleshoot the lamp mm-hmm. mm. to talk her through it's, it. It's so clearly meant to look like a little sort of like Pixar robot, but the effect is somewhere between like lamp and vibrator. It's like yeah, the lamp braider. I want to light yeah. up the pussy. Stick in the lamp in the pussy. That's right. Intuition Robots doesn't disclose how many robots it sold, but since September, the robots have been distributed to 900 low-income seniors across New York as a part of punishment for being poor. As part of a partnership with the unfortunately state, not city. So this is Hochul, not Adams. uh, Office for aging. Although I do think that buying a robot, the office that makes you old, buying buying (laughs) a cut price robot companion. To solve a, uh, older adult loneliness is something Eric Adams would think of. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's also Hochul is uh, not a good lady who literally, uh, like the other day, vetoed a, a bill that would make getting death benefits easier if someone uh, was ruled to have a you know a death caused by somebody else or other. Like the, the rule, the, the laws for it now are completely outdated, uh, and she vetoed it because the person that whose bill it was was one of the people who shot down her like weird ass Republican judge she was trying to push through the other day. Hey, cool. She's great. Yeah, it's, I love her. It's, it's, I'm not certainly not expecting her to do anything better than Adams, but I, the idea of no. a robot lamp to solve a problem like that feels like an Eric Adams idea. From what you, oh have yeah, to- it feels way more because she's just uh, Cuomo mode is what she does. So it's more of an Eric Adams sort of harebrained scheme. Yeah, we're going to resolve the elder loneliness crisis by shrinking Eric Adams down very small and having him <laughs> burrow into old people before returning to his normal size, thereby ridding them of their loneliness. I will say sending Eric Adams to somebody's house to like talk to them is a much better deployment of Eric Adams than him being in charge of anything. Yeah, he, yeah. Should, he should be like sort of a roving like person botherer. I think... Yeah, sort of a, he should of a, be the mayor of a block somewhere. He shouldn't be the governor. You know. He is an NPC. He's Angrenor. You know, yeah. if he's living so, so, in your house and married, yeah. he will continue to bother. <laughs> should should I, sort I, of like have some kind of formalized like sissy oaf position because I, I, I yeah it should be there should be term limited. There should be elections and primaries for it. Just like yeah, the oaf else. of office. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, the sole I mean, responsibility is to like just do do all of this stuff, you know, and and he'd be like, oh, the oaf is wearing like a, a guy bear this time because he wants to like you know reach out. That's cool. Um, the oaf is going to my grandma's house to tell her about the swag diamonds under Manhattan. <laughs> I think mean, yeah. awesome. Thank you. You know what? Hey, it's new for them. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, enrichment. That's, that's enrichment in your enclosure. If Eric Adams you comes say, in, yeah. and talks about a new program he has to like. Get more lifeguards working in startups. Like, perfect. The robot yeah. shining it, it, in, like, it, you know, put those diamonds there. If Eric Adams started talking to me about any of the things that he believes, such as that yeah. Manhattan is built on sort of magical gems, I, I would be <laughs> experiencing a lot of emotions, but one of them would not be loneliness. I, would, mm. I don't think I would feel lonely. I think I would be feeling 
all eight other emotions plus maybe Austrian <laughs> at that time. But I, I, yeah. <laughs> I was feeling very normal. And then I spoke to this mayor. So this is the last one. This is the last one. Uh, Robo puppies. Tom getting my basement family to dig for the gems. <laughs> yeah, just digging through the basement. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Tombot, a Santa Clarita, California-based startup, developed a robotic yellow lab retriever pup named Jenny. Uh, the company worked with Jim Henson's Creature Shop to make it look like an act like a real lap dog. Uh, it doesn't repeat the same motions like other toy dogs do, and its puppy dog eyes are enhanced by naturalistic eyebrow movement. Tell me mm. honestly that you wouldn't immediately spike this thing upon seeing it. Yeah, yeah me and my friends would beat that thing with hammers. Oh, no Jesus, problem. it looks yeah, terrifying. Yeah. It looks like. It's this is so deep in the uncanny valley. It's like it, it looks like a sort of a haunted stuffed toy. Like um, imagine that you are very very old and very very lonely and maybe dogs like, are quite cheap and plentiful. Yeah. There are a lot of dogs in the world. Y- y- she died. She died with a dog. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to negotiate on this. I'm willing to compromise. I'm willing to accept that we lower the sort of like qualifications for therapy dogs, and we just get more mm. dogs that like gore old people to death or whatever. That's yeah, fine. If, it, if, it's, if it's between that and this, I'm I'm fully on board with dog homicide. You know. Yeah, this thing looks like. Um, it's funny that they say that they worked with the Henson Studios about it because it looks exactly like the dog from the '90s show, The Storyteller, which had this horrible dog in it. <laughs> it's identical. It looks like a terrible. We've given old. We've mass produced a terrifying dog for the elderly. So, this dog looks like it's about to speak English to me. Like I don't want <laughs> this tech is easy to use because there's no associated setup. Mr. Stevens, the the owner of the the company brought Jenny to see me at a restaurant, and every time it looked up at me, I found myself instinctively reaching out to stroke its head, which means I think that this writer might technically also be an NPC. I don't <laughs> think this writer's a real person. <laughs> because I would reach out to remove its head, uh, because it's yeah. an offense against God. It's a demon. Yeah. It, mm, yeah. It's very bad. They sent a journalist from just got hit in the head with a bowling ball times to go interview this person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I feel that way about chihuahuas and Pomeranians, too. <laughs> Anyway, look, uh, it's shouldn't it's, exist. Affront to God. It's getting to be about that time again. But yeah, there are it's a few a, calls. about that time where we talk for forty-five minutes about the IMF and um, Starmerism. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope you're feeling ready for that, Matty, because yeah. yeah, we're, we're about to go into up, IMF. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good to start the episode soon. Yeah, okay, should we go? Should we start? Let's start. Yeah, I think. Okay, let's. Um, shall we? Shall we do a clap on on three? <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Uh, live, live <laughs> shows. <laughs> no, well, uh, hey, hey, everyone, about starting the episode, just kidding. We know we've been recording the whole time. Ah, um, it was a we simple have ruse. a few calls to action. <laughs> Milo, you do the live shows. I'll do some of the plugs. Live um, shows. Uh, do you live in London? Um, uh, 20th of February. Are you Kenneth Williams? Are you Kenneth? Oh, oh matron, <laughs> we've got a live show with Nish Kumar. He's a lovely fellow. We're going to be picking his brains and a few other things, too, about Liz Truss's book at the Backyard Comedy Club. Uh, legally speaking, it's not Liz Truss's book. It's a book about Liz Truss. It's a book about Liz Truss. It's the book containing the... I've gone Rickman. Why is it... Why is it maybe... <laughs> Liz Truss getting very small, the entering the book, returning full size... <laughs> To destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Alan Rickman <laughs> destroying Kenneth Williams. <laughs> Blowing out Kenneth Williams' back in heaven as we speak. Um, so that is on the 20th of February. On the 15th of February, I'm doing work in progress at the Seckford 
Uh, on the 11th of March, we are doing a live show Auf Berlin. Are you feeling very normal? Would you like to come to a comedy show Auf Berlin, which would make you feel mehr normal? This will be on the 11th of March. Are you excited yeah. to hear an hour of Milo doing that? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I thought about learning. I thought about like you know revising, polishing my German a little bit for this, and then I I, I thought about all of you guys, and I decided no, I'm still gonna no. no just enjoy the know. just Denglish. That's fun. Just um, a bit yeah. Denglish. Yeah, ninth uh, of March, I'm doing a work in progress in Berlin. If you if you're Berlin and you want double trash feature, you know you come to that. I'm also like on tour at the moment in many places around the UK: Manchester, Bristol, Maidenhead. Weirdly, um, other other places are available. Uh, Leicester, the, yeah. the MiloEdwards.co.uk/live show. Then on the uh, on the twelfth of March, I will be in one of Berlin's clubs. So do find me there. Do if hunt Riley down. That's right. Yeah. Hunt Riley down. But most importantly yeah. of all, like what you want to do is you want to go to boysweekend.biz and you want to buy the book Boys Weekend by Matty Lubchansky. It's a great point. I'll be, meanwhile, I need the money because I'm flying to Berlin to hunt Riley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sniper rifle bullets, very expensive. Well, no, no, Alice. I'm going to be, it's the plane, but I have to buy a jar of musk because I have to cloak myself in his scent. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I have to stalk him through the streets. You're uh, from with a downwind. Knife in my mouth. Downwind. But Maddie, yes, I yeah, can absolutely. just tell you where the, I get my cologne. And the other thing, <laughs> the other thing that you want to do is you want to go to boysweekend.com and you want to sign their guest book and say, uh, please award Alice Caldwell Kelly the Camp Boy of the Year Award 2024. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, Alice is on is on her Oscar campaign for a Camp Boy of the Year Award. Yeah, there's a big billboard of me in a like a little Lord Fauntleroy, in like a sailor outfit, full length on that billboard, just going for your consideration for Camp Boy Award 2024, Alice Caldwell Kelly. Um, yeah. It's you wearing your normal outfit, but you have like the little scarf that the Boy Scouts get. Yes, yeah, around, yeah. around your neck. Mm-hmm. That's right. My normal. All right, outfit. all right, all right. It's been it's your normal outfit. We, you're we've wearing. been we've been we've been <laughs> you're the one. We've been nattering on for far too long. Um, you complete my loyalty mission. You unlock a bonus outfit. It's like basically the same, but it's kind of color swapped. Yeah. If you, I hate the I hate the Alice escort mission so much. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm still complaining. If you grind enough rep with Alice, she will do a show with you. Uh, just, <laughs> That's just, true. Grinding yeah. rat. No, no. So, uh, thank you for listening. Go check out boysweekend.com. Check out boysweekend.biz. Uh, check us out uh, while we're in London and Berlin and all that stuff. And don't forget, there's a Patreon. If you want to hear the episode where we do, we'll talk about the IMF and stuff. That Nick's will be. Vergessen. That will it's, be sort of, it's sort of like a, if, if you're the on bonus. the fence about subscribing to the Patreon, this is what the bonus episodes are mostly like. You've gotten a rare sort of reversal yeah. here. Oh, it's the bonus. Yeah, that, that <laughs> happens, which fucking See, annoys no the shit out of me. No one can possibly be offended by that, apart from Riley. So we got to do that every time now. Yeah, oh, that's God right. Damn it. All right, bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.